The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. A good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired man who is not a shepherd and whose sheep are not his own sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away, and the wolf catches and scatters them. This is because he works for pay and has no concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. And I know mine, and mine know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I will lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. There also, These also I must lead, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I laid down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have power to lay it down and power to take it up again. This command I have received from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Just a couple of thoughts this evening as we gather. Today is the World Day of Prayer for Vocations, which is a great thing. We're praying for vocations. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that than directly about the gospel today. But I just wanted to point out, we've been praying that prayer of St. Joseph for a very long time. Does it seem like that to anybody else? I was talking the other day. Actually, Patricia and I are, uh, one of the staff here and I were talking about trying to find a different prayer to change it up a little bit because we're still in this year of St. Joseph and that got extended by Pope Francis for some additional months. But we're going to continue praying this prayer of St. Joseph. I think we've been praying it for so long. I think I know why. And the reason, one reason is the Pope and the bishop say so. But I think there's a deeper reason on why that particular prayer we've been praying for so long and will continue to until next December. And in my mind, the reason for that prayer goes back to a clergy congress that I attended, my first clergy congress since I'd been here at St. Thomas More, back on October of 2019. And at that clergy congress, and that was the last gathering of all the priests and pastoral leaders since the pandemic. They haven't gotten together as a group since that time. And at that clergy congress, Bishop Ricken was very blunt and very clear and very straightforward with us about the situation in the Diocese of Green Bay. And he was very, very concerned about the scarcity of priests, diocesan priests in particular, within the Diocese of Green Bay. And we know that here at St. Thomas More, you have a pastoral leader. You don't have a priest who is serving as your pastor. 
And Bishop Ricken was very, very concerned and continues to be. And he laid out a proposition for the priests and then he gave us a, a key thing that we need to do. The proposition was, and this didn't affect me, and Father Larry dodged the bullet on this one, it was if you, the, he moved the retirement age, basically. Priests generally retire at 70. And he asked all the priests in the diocese to continue to serve two years beyond that retirement age as either pastors or sacramental ministers, which is what Father Larry is helping us out with here. He thought that would get us through this next critical five-year period that we're in right now. And again, this was in 2019. And then he gave, he said, we need to be serious. And he says, I've prayed about it. I've talked with the curia about it. We've talked as bishops about it. And we need to focus on one thing. The main thing that we need to be doing as a diocese. And if you want to put that slide up there, Kim, that would be great. Hopefully you can read that. Um, but the one thing, the one priority that he said is the most important, to call forth and form leaders who love Jesus and live his mission. To call forth and form leaders who love Jesus and live his mission. That's really at the heart of our vocation for each of us. Our call to love Jesus and to live his mission. That's vocation. That's what our call is. That's who we're called to be. And who is this Jesus whom we love? We heard about it in the gospel. He's the one who laid down his life for us. He laid down his life for us. And I look at these kids who are preparing for their first communion, and I look at their parents. And I think about that vocation to being a parent. And I'm a parent. I've got four kids. And, you know, I think in some ways, and actually probably literally sometimes, that's a call to lay down your life for your children. I look at you moms and dads. We do it symbolically or metaphorically every night when you get up to change that diaper in the middle of the night or every time you're not doing what you want to do. But there may come a time when you literally lay down your life for your child. That's a vocation. That's a vocation that you have. You've discovered it in your marriage. And we see the fruit of that as these children encounter Jesus at the altar who laid down his life for them. And for us. To call forth and form leaders who love Jesus and live his mission. And then Bishop Rickett gave us two concrete goals. He gave us a discipleship goal and a vocation goal. The discipleship goal we focused a lot on here at St. Thomas More and will continue to. The pandemic slowed us down but to really focus on discipleship. How are we living this call? How are we living Jesus' mission? Are we being people who are healing the world? In our work, do we bring good into the world in our interactions with people, in the things we build or create? 
Are we living the mission of Jesus? And how do we do that even better? He challenged us to form missionary disciple leaders who will in turn share that with others. And we're in the process of that. But the second goal, the vocations goal, we haven't done as much with. The goal by 2025, that's not very far away. By 2025, we will call forth and form 30 seminarians to be missionary leaders in the priesthood. 30 seminarians by 2025. I didn't do a count. I'll do it before tomorrow morning because I forgot to do it today. Uh, I didn't do a count, but we're far from 30. We are far from 30 seminarians. And this idea of calling forth and forming priests. And I look at, we've got three young men here receiving their first communion. Down the road, think about it. Think about it. And I think that's why we've been praying that prayer of St. Joseph for so long. Because as we pray it, you'll see in there it's praying for families and it's praying for families to say yes and it's asking God to raise up priests within our families as well as missionary disciples. And that's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's one thing to pray it when we all recite it together as we do after the uh, intercessions, it's another thing to really take that in. You know, we all have this vocation to love Jesus and to live His mission. And we do that most often in our families. But do we really take that in? You know, a question that I ask myself, because I've got young boys and I've got a daughter, priesthood or religious life, I, ask, I have to ask myself, you know, if Jesus asked me for one of them to become a priest or a religious sister or a brother, would I say yes? Would I encourage them to say yes? Have I brought that conversation into our family? Do we talk about it as an option? I mean, my kids are at that age. You know, I have a 15, an 18, a 20, and a 22-year-old. Am I having that conversation with them so that it's on the table for them? So that they can say yes. Because as parents, as families, if we never bring it up, they're never going to consider it. Nobody else is going to ask them. Or very unlikely. So besides just praying for vocations, are we having those conversations and we are examining our hearts? I know parents, I know families, I know each other. You would lay down your life for each other. Are we encouraging our children to do the same? As I mentioned at the beginning, today is World Day of Prayer for Vocations, and we're going to continue to pray that prayer of St. Joseph. In the bulletin, you'll see something about the Fiat Prayer Society, which is an easy way. It doesn't cost anything except some prayer time um, that you can sign up to support praying for vocations. But I think we've got that through this St. Joseph experience. We pray for that often, and I'd encourage you to sign up for that society if you can. 
But are we making it real in our families? Are we challenging them to become missionary disciples who are leaders who love Jesus and who live his mission? Are we challenging our children to become priests or religious? Because that's the future of our church. The reason we've been playing that prayer of St. Joseph for so long is because we do not have enough priests in our diocese to serve all of our parishes. That's the reality. And we're asking God to help us do that. And God does hear our prayers when we cooperate, when we participate in His movement. He will not let us down. We will have priests who will lay down their life for us. We will have families who lay down their lives for each other. Today on this day, when we celebrate the First Communion of these beautiful, beautiful children, and they receive the gift of Jesus' life through the Eucharist, let's pray and make it real, this call to discipleship.